Hi, and welcome to episode 73 of the Knit and Actually podcast. My name is Becky, and I'll be your host. Today's segments include actually finished, actually working, actually stashed, actually attending, and a quick review. Actually finished. I have several finished things since the last time I chatted with you guys. Pretty excited about a couple of them. The first one is I knit myself... I didn't knit it for myself. <laughs> I knit up an Olympics hat for my stepdad. The pattern that I used was called the Winter Games Hat by Woolen Cotton Company. There were a lot of patterns um, during the Olympics for various hats. The one I thought was super cute was the Chloe Kim um, snowboarding hat. That was adorable. But my stepdad, my parents went to the Olympics when they were in Salt Lake City and that was in 2002. My stepdad went and stood in a two-hour long line to get us all hats from the Olympics. And obviously, I remembered the hat. I remembered, I still have the hat. I remember that they went and got those for us. But I don't know that I necessarily remembered that they, he had waited in that line. So I was at home the first weekend of the Olympics. And my friend Emily posted on Instagram that she was knitting herself an Olympics hat, and then my mom posted the story about my stepdad waiting in that long line, and I thought, you know, he's not an easy person to buy things for. He doesn't necessarily need or want things, but I knew this was something that he would really like, and so I went and found the pattern. I bought some just Patton's wool at Michael's because I wanted to just quickly get some red, white, and blue, and that knit up just fine. I mean, be a little bit rustic, but certainly warm and it was very nice to work with and and the color work all worked out well nothing bled or anything when I blocked the hat and it was so funny because I told my mom that I was doing it and then as the weeks went on they were watching the Olympics I tried to have it done it was like a one-day project but I tried to have it done so that he could have it for the end of the Olympics I made to make up an excuse for him to come by the house and things like that but they were sitting watching the Olympics one night, and my stepdad said to my mom, you know, I think maybe I need one of those hats. And, of course, the, the actual Olympic hats from Ralph Lauren were, I think they were $169 or something crazy like that. And uh, he went online, and he was looking at the hats, and he's like, oh, I just can't afford that. My mom kind of tricked him and said, well, why don't you just wait, and maybe they'll go on sale once the Olympics are over. And he said, yeah, maybe. And then he said, well, I guess maybe Becky could knit me a hat. And I already had. <laughs> so that was nice. It's nice to knit something for somebody that you know they're really going to want it, really going to enjoy it, and that it would mean something to them. So that was cool. It was a very fun little color work project and obviously well received. I wanted to knit one for my mom too, but then I didn't have enough of the navy left over and... I had bought the last ball of navy that they had at Michael's. So maybe at some point I will catch up and make her one. But for now, uh, just for my stepdad. So the next thing I finished was a sweater that I had been working on. This was the Heavenly Sweater by Ankastrick. And I knit this out of some MJ Yarns Peruvian Dreams yarn. Now I have talked about this yarn and this sweater several times on the podcast, and almost every time I screw up the details. So I'm going to try to get it right this time. It's Peruvian Dreams is the base, the worsted weight base from MJ Yarns. 
and the colorway is called Mystic Lagoon. I think I have called this colorway 87 different things as I've talked about the sweater, but Mystic Lagoon is the color that I knitted in. And it's a beautiful blue and, you know, very classic early MJ Yarns colorway. He's had that one for a while, and I think it is lovely. And this was just a simple A-line kind of sweatshirty, worsted weight sweater. I had bought the yarn at one of his studio shows, and then it kind of hibernated for a while, and I just wanted to finish it up and get it off my needles. I did end up feeling like the sleeves ended up a little bit shorter than called for. They're meant to be kind of big, long sleeves that go past your wrists, and mine are more three-quarter sleeves because I ended up playing a little bit of yarn chicken, but I'm very happy with how it turned out. Super comfy sweater, and I'm sure I will wear it a ton, and so that, that was a great thing to get off my needles. The next one I had talked about a little bit on the last episode, and this was just a, another like super fast project that I did, which was I had two skeins of delicious yarns that I reviewed on a previous episode. It was a beautiful gray with shoots of bright, pretty like raspberry and purple colors. And then I had some hand dyed bulky weight yarn that I had dyed up for the Dream Big Sweater by Vera Valamaki. And I decided to just knit the pattern from Free Your Fade out of those bulky yarns and see how it turned out. And I ended up with a super cute shawl. I wore it several times. I haven't worn it the last couple weeks because it's been fairly warm here. But I wore it several times right off the needles and I'm really pleased with it. And I really enjoyed knitting with that delicious yarns, bulky yarn. So that was a lot of fun and a very fast finished object. And then the last thing that I finished was a bit of a struggle. <laughs> so I had knit a sweater called Ravello last spring, and I knit it with some yarn that I was really excited about. I had some hedgehog in a colorway called Zephyr, which is just a white with lots of colored speckles. And then I had knit up some sock weight yarn from the Sarah Air yarn dyeing class that I took on Craftsy in a colorway that was similar to what she called Phoenix Butterfly. So I didn't have the exact colors that she called for or whatever, but it was that um, glazing technique where you do a yellow and I did some pink and I ended up with this beautiful coral, peach, pink, kind of variegated looking yarn. Did the whole thing um, and I just didn't love the fit. It was a little bit fitted and a little bit short and I decided that the yarn was pretty important to me and I was going to rip it out and knit it again and add some A-line shaping like confetti which is a Vera Valamaki pattern that I knit last year and I knit the whole thing I made it quite a bit longer I added a bunch of stripes so in the original pattern you kind of do four stripes and then the orange would have been the body of the sweater so I did 11 stripes so that the body matched the sleeves, and I used up as much of the hedgehog as I possibly could, knit it in the A-line shaping, blocked it, and I just do not love the way this sweater fits. It's very, I'm not even sure how to describe it. It does not fit nicely across my bust. It's not that it's the wrong size, but it does not fit nicely 
and the sleeves are quite fitted and it's got like a boat neck. I usually love a boat neck. And so maybe I just should have knit it up a size. Maybe it's a gauge issue, but now I have knit this sweater twice and I have not been happy with it either time, which is pretty disappointing. But the good news is I figured out what to do to fix it. And the answer to that is my niece's birthday is next week, and she is thinner than I am, certainly, by quite a bit, and taller than I am, just by a little. I literally made my 15-year-old son try the sweater on to see what it looked like on him, because I thought, well, that'll be comparable to what it will look like on his cousin, and he's a good sport, and he tried it on for me, and I actually think it's going to be great. It'll be cute. It'll mean a lot to her. She's the type of kid that that will be a really big deal that Auntie Becky knit her a sweater. So that's what she's getting for her birthday. So in the end, a happy story. But I have I have never before had that experience of like knitting a sweater and then feeling like it's just unwearable. And I was just disappointed with how it turned out for me. So I, um, again, I'm not really sure exactly what it was. That contributed to the ill fit of this sweater but I'm not gonna dwell on it I'm just gonna send it to my niece with lots of love and call it good actually working I have a few fun things on the needles the first one is the marled mania sweater so this is a Stephen West pattern I had taken Stephen's marled madness class last summer at fancy tiger and he had us choose between a couple different marled patterns the marled let's see this one is marled mania so i think the other one is marled magic there's a shawl and there's a sweater and the shawl both of them are different stitch patterns like and you hold the yarns together to get the marl effect and the shawl, the sweater is kind of based on the construction of the shawl, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So it's big and drapey and super oversized. And I thought, well, it would be really cute. And I would just wear it around the house. But then I had picked out all these beautiful yarns for this sweater. And I was like, really, I'm going to put like six really nice yarns into this. And then I know for sure I'm never going to wear it out of the house. So I frogged it, you guys. I frogged, I never frog anything. And I frogged the sweater. I thought, I'm not going to waste this yarn on something that I'm not really even sure that I'm ever going to wear or finish because I wasn't super motivated to finish it either. And again, I put a lot of effort into picking out the yarns I was going to use for it. And I was just disappointed that maybe I wasn't going to end up using them. So the Marled Mania sweater is much more of a traditional fit sweater. It's got a bit of a cowl neck. It's really cute. It's kind of ribbed from the neck down to where you split for the sleeves. And then you knit it in the round, but you wear it inside out so that the pearl side of the fabric is what shows, which makes that marled effect really cute. So I knit the whole section of the ribbing so basically down to where you divide for the sleeves in the body I had a gray I believe it was a Madeline Tosh gray and then I had a speckle 
that I had dyed myself honestly two or three times. So I think it started out as a sock blank and it was lighter than I wanted it to be. I think I was playing with speckles and then I went real big on the speckles and I had wound this up ages ago because I was going to use it when I took the Stephen B class and then I brought it with me to the Stephen West class and I just hadn't quite found the right way to use it. But it's uh, grays and turquoise and black and kind of a, it's probably like a deep magenta is probably, or, or um, fuchsia, what's the name of that one? Maybe fluorescent fuchsia? Anyways, cute pink speckles. And so you hold them double so that the two strands of fingering weight yarn give you basically maybe a worsted weight kind of feel. And I'm really happy with the first moral. It looks really good with that gray and then the speckles give it some pop. It's really cute. And so now I'm working my way through the body and I'm kind of, I kind of have a plan for the color progressions that I'll use to marl the, the reverse stockinette section of the sweater. And I'm, I think it's going to be a little bit of a gradient the way that I do it. But now I have a piece that I am very excited about. And so it's definitely the right decision to, to change tactics there. The second thing that I am working on is I'm working on a little tank top. So I guess spring is coming, right? And, and maybe my knitting is starting to shift a little bit to things I'll be able to wear in the warmer months. So I got some beautiful review yarn from Brown Sheep Company. And I think I talked about this briefly on the last episode. It's their Synchrony base. It is a cotton and wool blend, and the colors that I got, it arrived on Valentine's Day, and the colors I got were very Valentine-y. So it's a variegated yarn, and it looks to me like it's, there's something interesting about the plying. I'm not a spinner, so I may not do justice to this, and it may even be that the cotton and the wool are plied separately, but mine is pink, purple, and gray, and if I were looking at the purple, certainly one of the plies of the purple is darker than the other plies in that strand. And the same with the gray. You'd have light gray and then a darker gray ply. So it's a really pretty effect. I've never really worked with a yarn. I'm not even sure that I've really ever seen a yarn that looks quite like this one. So that's kind of fun and interesting. It's cotton and wool worsted weight. So again, I thought a nice summer top would be a good thing to do with it. So I found a pattern called Big Wave. So this is a little tank top with an eyelet detail. And it's been a pretty fun pattern. I'm most of the way done with the first skein. So I, I do think this is gonna be a very quick little knit just to have a cute tank top to wear like with jeans or capris or something in the summertime. The construction was really interesting because you start out and you work it in the round and there's there's quite a number of markers. And then at a certain point you bind off one set of the stitches and then all of a sudden you've got tank top straps. <laughs> and I kept thinking, I'm not sure how this is gonna work without me needing to pick up stitches, but I didn't pick up stitches. You actually bind something off and it creates the armhole and it was very clever the way it was constructed. So it's got A-line shaping 
the pattern is written, I think I, first of all, I knit one size up because I wanted it to have quite a bit of ease. And then the pattern is written, even at the very biggest size, I think only called for 500 yards. And I have 600 yards, so I'll be able to add some length, which I think will be very cute. So my hope is that I will finish that with just a few more days of focus. It's really pretty mindless at this point because I am just working in the round. There's some little eyelets and things I need to pay attention to and some cute increases and decreases to give it a little bit of a raglan shaping and some cute shaping um, on the way on the way down, does that make sense? But I'm I'm very excited about that one and I hope to crank it out pretty quick here. Two other garments that I'm working on, I pulled back out the Easter West sweater. So this was a Hohi Locatelli sweater that I started last year when I got home from Stitches West and really just never made progress on. Even when I when I said to myself that I had started it, I pulled it back out and I was like I don't think you can count this as started because if I had an inch and a half of knitting, that's probably being generous. And it starts out with this little like triangly thing. So it was, I mean, it was not really started. But I bought some beautiful Neighborhood Fiber Company yarn when I was at Stitches last year. And it was really important to me to use it up. I had a little bit of FOMO about not being at Stitches this year. I, I made the decision intentionally not to go. And then the weekend that it was, it just never would have worked out for me to be there because um, Ben had solo and ensemble with his trumpet, and it was his last weekend of basketball, and there was stuff going on here at home that I would not have missed for yarn. So, so even though I kept telling myself, oh, you chose this, also, there, this was where I needed to be. <laughs> but I was like, okay, let's take a look, and there certainly are things that I bought when I was there last year that I hadn't used yet. My main purchase last year was the yarn for this sweater. So I have four, no, three colors, I'm sorry, three colors of beautiful Neighborhood Fiber Company yarn, a dark gray, a light gray, and then this striking, like, beautiful cobalt blue. So that one is coming along. It, I haven't made a ton of progress on it. It is a twisted rib for 19 inches. So, and you kind of knit it like a bib. So you knit the front, then you pick up and you knit the back. So it's going to be not a quick knit. And I'm knitting it on eensy teensy little needles. I think it calls for a two. I always have to go down two needle sizes. So just go ahead and laugh at me now because I am knitting a fingering weight sweater on size zero needles. But I know I'm going to love the finished object, so that one is moving up in priority for me, for sure. I also pulled back out my boxy and buttony. That's another sweater that I really would like to have in my wardrobe. There's some emotional baggage with that one, uh, and I had several attempts to join it in the round that I screwed up, so I'm, I'm hoping to get that one back out and working. It is sitting on the couch in my knitting room in its little bag. So at some point, I'll dig that back out. I started a pair of self-patterning socks. I can't remember the name of this yarn. I believe it's a German yarn. I got it at this cute little yarn shop in Fort Collins that is attached to a restaurant. And my friend Sarah and I, the first time we ever went on a knitting date, Sarah and I 
had breakfast at this little restaurant and then we went and got yarn and that's what I bought. And so I'm going to use these socks to do the little experiment I was talking about with afterthought toes. So I'm, I knit a cuff and I'm just going to knit and knit, knit all the way down and then at some point go back and do afterthought toes and afterthought heels and see what I think. So it's really cute. It's really springy colors. And I probably knit three or four inches of that today. That was kind of my main thing I did today. And so far, so good. The, the last thing that I'll talk about is I have um, plans to do two more of the Notched Hem Tank by Pearl Soho. So last year, so I'm in the Madeline Tosh Yarn Club. And right now, the way that it's working is it's a little bit perpetual. Uh, they just kind of keep re-enrolling you and you get one month you get work sock and then two months you get twist light. So I've got a couple of a couple of sets of two skeins of Madeline Tosh work sock. And they're both really pretty. The one is this beautiful brown with blues and purples kind of variegated into it. So it's really, especially for me, really a stretch outside of my normal colors because there's so much brown to it, but it's very pretty and then the other is like really traditional speckles so neons and things the interesting thing about that one is that my two skeins once I I wrap I wound them the other day and they are not matched even a little so I'm definitely going to have to alternate skeins or I'm going to end up with a weird looking garment but I decided that they would make nice summer wardrobe staples so I'm going to knit myself two more. I really like the one I did last year, and it's just exactly the right amount of yarn. Uh, and it's not, I don't know, it's not necessarily easy for me to find something that's, what do I do with these little two skein sets? So with the work sock, I'm going to do that. March will be work sock again. So that'll be another um, another fun thing to do with that yarn as well. I had a couple of things to talk about in terms of stash. I already talked about the, the brown sheep um, synchrony, and so I'm very excited about that, and I'll keep you guys posted on how that blocks up and, and my impressions of the finished garment. The other one that I got was a new yarn via um, Fairmount Fibers, which is the U.S. distributor for Manostel Uruguay, and I am a big fan of Manostel Uruguay, and they semi-regularly send me yarn to review. So this one is the Manos Serena. It's an alpaca and cotton blend, and I picked a colorway called Curry, which is a gorgeous chartreuse kind of green. It's a fingering weight yarn. They are smaller skeins. I believe they're 50 gram skeins, but just a lovely hand to it. And I think the alpaca and cotton will be a really interesting blend to work with. I think what I've decided to do with this, and I don't have the name of the pattern in front of me, but I found a really cute striped sweater on Ravelry that was gray and then a pink that almost exactly matched the pink that I used for Ravello which I have a little bit left over, and then it's almost that same exact identical green. So you do gray and green stripes, and then just sort of one big stripe of 
the pink and I think that would be super cute. So that's my plan for that one and uh, I should be casting that on soon and I'll have more impressions about that yarn once I start to work with it but I'm very excited about that one. The only other thing that I did that was super interesting in terms of stash and I don't know how interesting it really is but I did go to the MJ Yarns moving sale so Jonathan has relocated his business and his life up to Seattle and so I went in, it was snowy again. Last time I went to one of his studio sales, it was snowy. And all my friends who were going to come with me bailed because of the snow. And then the same thing happened this time too. But it was nice to get to see him and say goodbye. I, I made out like a bandit at his sale. So I bought a sweater quantity of his Colorado Pure worsted weight yarn. So he brought the fingering weight of that yarn to Knit Nosh for people to taste and the worsted was just to die for. He may have had it with the Mitten Nosh, and I may just have not had time to see it, but I got myself a beautiful charcoal gray, and I got six skeins to make a sweater. I think I'm going to do The Weekender by Andrea Mowry, but I haven't 100% decided yet. And then I got a sweater quantity. I think I bought four skeins of fingering weight and um this was the tough ram which is his plied fingering weight base in the red label yarns and it's just a gorgeous purple i don't have the colorway name but it was just this beautiful purple yarn so something i, I don't have a plan for that one but I, something fun will happen with that yarn for sure and then i bought one skein of american worsted that was some absurdly inexpensive price and kind of a, a neon green. And I'm going to make Jack a cabled hat with that. So that was my stash. And it sounds more, <laughs> it sounds more reserved than it probably was this time, guys. But I'll admit that uh, the weekend that I went to the MJ sale between the Gains I bought there, and then the Synchrony, I'm sorry, not the, yeah, the Synchrony showed up in the mail to review, and then I ran out and bought the Patton's Wool for my stepdad's hats. Uh, it may have been that 17 skeins of yarn came into the house that weekend. So that might have been a little excessive even for me, and certainly should have cured any, um, FOMO type issues I was having around not going to stitches, but it's all good, right? So the next thing I wanted to just quickly do was a, a quick review because Interpretations 5 came out, and again, this makes me realize that there were things from Interpretations 4 that I loved tremendously, and in some cases bought yarn for or cast on or whatever, and I haven't made them yet and so certainly this will be a great excuse for me to put some of those things back on my needles but I always think it's fun to take a look at this collection and just talk about the things that I like. So as always it's a beautiful set of patterns if you guys aren't familiar with interpretations this is the fifth volume they do one every year and they take 12 I'm sorry they take six words and they each create a pattern that represents that word to them and then you end up with a collection of 12 patterns. I am not sure yet how to get a copy of this 
in print. It seems like the print copies take a little bit longer than the ebook copies, and I definitely want a print copy. The way Pom Pom Magazine, which is the publisher, works, if you buy the print copy, you get the ebook, and so that's what I what I want to do. But just looking at the patterns in the lookbook, uh, there were several that I liked. There is a short sleeve t-shirt by Vera Valimaki called Anemone. She did this in a really pretty peachy coral color that I think is really cute, really, really flattering. And I could definitely see myself doing that. It, it has a cute A-line shape to it. And you could almost do it like as a fade or something if you wanted to, I think, too, because it's very... Very, very cute. So that one was on my list. There's a cute shawl she did called Chasing Light. And it is a two skein shawl. And I have quite a bit of two skein sets of Madeline Tosh. But I had a little bit of trouble with the photos. The photos this time are stunning. So let's start there. Because they clearly like went hiking and they're in the mountains somewhere. Taking these beautiful, stunning pictures. But it was a little hard to tell for sure what this shawl would look like when finished but I I did think that was a good contender to use up some of these two skeins of Madeline Tosh I have. Hohe has a beautiful pattern in this one called the Glacier Tunic and that is a clearly A-line shaped fingering weight sweater but then on the front it's knit so that it looks like it has um, the rows are knit on an angle and they kind of meet with a, it's not a seam, it's probably a pearl bump or something in the middle. But it's very interesting construction, really cute, very flattering looking. I will say there is a piece for the first time that I didn't like. And I normally like all of them, but there is a sweater by Hohe called Quiet Stars. And it's a, it's a belted cardigan. And, of course, Hohe's quite thin. Um, but this is belted high up on the waist and I just feel like for anybody with any sort of a bust it would just make you look it would just cut you funny I don't know at the waist so that that one I did not love I love the color and the interesting thing I guess for those of you who haven't heard for each of these this time they worked with dyers and some of the dyers came up with like custom colorways for them so you can order like I know for sure that there's a piece here where it's neighborhood fiber company but you can order these custom colors to knit these pieces in. So this Quiet Stars, the color is this beautiful pink, and I do love the yarn, but like I said, and maybe I would just knit it and not knit the little belt, but I don't like the belt on this particular sweater. There's a gorgeous gray coat. Oh, he's so great with those big coat sweaters. So there's one called Rugged Coat. And then the one that I am most excited to knit is this sweater called Separate Ways. So this is a hohe. It's definitely a boxy shape. It's striped. And the stripes go interesting directions. So for example, underneath the arm, the stripes are vertical as opposed to on the body and the sleeves, they are horizontal. And this one I know for sure is Neighborhood Fiber Company. And it's four colors. There's a, a dark gray or almost black and then kind of a charcoal gray and then a light blue and a light peach color. And I have this beautiful set of Madeline Tosh skeins that I bought from Eat Sleep Knit. They did a bunch of like three color combinations. 
not very long ago, and I, mine was called Newsprint. So there's a white with black speckles, a beautiful gray, and a blue. And I thought, oh, I could totally make this sweater work with that. I would just need a pink. And so tonight I treated myself to a little bit of nerd string in a colorway called, I think it's called Fired Up, which is a beautiful, it's more shocking pink than this pink that Hoagie has. But anyways, I think it's going to be perfect. So that's, those are my impressions on Interpretations 5. I just kind of like to talk through that. As I get the book, I will certainly talk about it more, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, these are always super popular, so I'd love to know what you guys are knitting out of them as well. Last but not least, guys, attending Interweave Yarn Fest is coming up. It's April 12th to the 15th at the Embassy Suites here in Loveland, Colorado, which is not far from where I live. And so if you guys are going to be there, let me know. I would love to get together with people. I think my plan at this point is to go on, let's see, I'm going to go on Friday and Saturday, I think. I There's a chance, I suppose, that I'll go up there Sunday, but the most likely time that I will be there would be on Friday and Saturday. So I'm looking forward to it. And I hope to get to see a bunch of people while I'm there. That's it for this time, you guys. I hope that you enjoyed the episode. I hope that everybody is doing great. Thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. And until we speak again, happy knitting. <laughs>